This episode is brought to you by Shop Bounding on a Budget. Vintage Disney and Dapper items for sale at Bounding on a Budget prices. Haley has amazing finds in her shop that will be sure to add the perfect element for your Disney lifestyle, either at home or for the parks. So make sure you check her out on Instagram and her website, which I will include in the links below. Hello and welcome to Main Street and Mickey, Inform to Inspire. I'm Abby, and here on Main Street, our goal is to bring magic to your ordinary day. We bring you Disney vacation tips, tips on how to experience the magic of Disney at home, and we're also going to share stories of inspiring people we hope will inspire you to make your own magic as well. So, put on your Mickey ears and take a walk with us down Main Street, USA. So I want to start incorporating some Disney news into the podcast because I want to make sure you are all updated on what's going on in the Disney world, in the Disney universe, I should say. Uh, One day we might make this into a separate episode or show, but for now we're just going to slip it in here at the beginning. So the top story is Disney. Okay, are you ready? Disney officially announced this past week that Disneyland will be reopening on April 30th. I can't believe it has been over a year since Disneyland closed for COVID. I still can't believe, I mean, of all the parks to not reopen, Walt's original park has been the only one to not reopen. And it's that just seems crazy to me. It's really mind-boggling for me. I'm all for being safe, trust me. I've been one of the safest during this, but it just seems crazy that all the other parks were allowed to reopen. Even if some did have to close for a couple weeks when numbers rose, they still got to reopen. So I'm just thankful that as of right now, Disneyland is reopening, which means cast members can go back to their jobs, which means better, you know, people are getting reemployed and that is so good for people. I'm so happy for them. Um, It will only be opening at 15% capacity and only to California residents. It should be interesting to see how long these restrictions stand, um, but I'm so happy for all those cast members that get to go back and all those California residents who get to go back to the parks. So I know they're all probably, I mean, after the year that we've had, and California has been hit really hard by COVID, and I think this will just hopefully lift everybody's spirits who gets to go. Now... Over to Florida, Disney World. Cinderella's Castle is getting more additions to its facade to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Now, this if you didn't know, this is the 50th year of Walt Disney World. It opened in October, October 1st of 1971, so it's been 50 years. The decorations are looking amazing, and I think people will like it better than the Cake Castle 25 years ago. Even though that is honestly one of my favorite Like, there's a picture of my sister and I in front of the Cinderella castle when it was a cake for the 25th anniversary, and it's one of my favorite pictures. I think it's so fun, but I can also understand people going for, like, the first time, and that was the only picture they got in front of the castle, or because they kept it up for a while, I can understand why, you know, regulars weren't very fond of it, so... I still love that picture, and I think it was a cute cake castle thing. So I think these decorations, though, um, are very classic, classy, and I think they they look great against the new Cinderella castle colors. The Flower and Garden Festival is still going on with lots of great food options like Frushi, 
which I still want to try. I've heard it's amazing, and for some reason I didn't try it any of the times that I've been during the Flower and Garden Festival. But it's on my list, so maybe before it ends this year, and if I get to go this year, I will go and get Fergie. Shanghai Disney is going to be celebrating five years this year. It's called the Year of Magical Surprises, and it starts April 8th. They will be having nighttime spectacular called Illuminate, a nighttime celebration. Um, they It's an anniversary-themed overlay to Mickey's Storybook Express Parade. There are new experiences and surprises around every corner. The look of Minnie and Mickey's costumes looks so cute with some purple and gold. I just, oh, so cute. I love the costumes they make for these characters. Uh, the next story that I thought was really interesting. Now, if you didn't know, they are kind of re, not retheming, but they're kind of just redoing. I don't know how to say it. Um, because they're not really. It's still going to be the Jungle Cruise. This is about the Jungle Cruise. Um, so they're kind of just trying to make it. They're updating it. They're updating the story so that it's more culturally appropriate. Because there are some parts in there that are a little. Mm, um, so they're kind of updating it. And I'm sure it also has to do with the new movie coming out, which I can't wait to see with Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think it's going to be an amazing movie, or I hope it is. I hope it doesn't. I hope it's not um, on the Haunted Mansion level of movies. I hope it's. Or the Tomorrowland. Yeah, so far they haven't done the best at Disney attraction movies. So here's hoping, here's hoping this one does better. Anyway, um, jung it says Jungle Cruise adds new characters, mischief, mischievous wildlife, and skipper humor to classic attraction. Um, it says we're adding more humor, wildlife, and skipper heart to the classic attraction. And as part of a much larger effort, this updated experience will welcome new characters from around the world. The new scenes will heighten our skipper's legendary comedic tone, beginning with a trapped safari party that finds itself up a tree after their journey goes awry. Unexpected scenarios along the way will give the jungle and animals the last laugh. It also talks about how, for those looking to dive deeper, we're also expanding the attraction's backstory. I love a good backstory. Centered around Alberta Falls, granddaughter of world-renowned Dr. Albert Falls, as the proprietor of the Jungle Nav Navigation Company. Jungle Cruise fans might be familiar with her name. However, wouldn't you know it, we recently uncovered a copy of an interview with Alberta Falls that was featured in a 1938 issue of the Daily Guinness about her and the world famous Jungle Cruise. We hope you'll enjoy getting to know her. I can't wait. It looks so good. So if you click, I'm clicking on the article and it says, um, the first question they ask her is, can you tell us a little bit about you? Certainly. My name is Alberta Falls and I'm the owner, manager, bookkeeper, and head mechanic of the Jungle Navigation Company. You may have heard of our world-famous cruises through the jungle. I came to Adventureland when I was eight years old. You see, my mother, Sneef Falls, is an amazing artist from India, and my father, Alberta, Albert Falls Jr., is an art historian from England. The two fell in love in what I consider to be the greatest romance story of all time, but that's a tale for another time. Now, where was I? Ah, yes. At a young age, I was often on the road with my parents as they traveled between museums and universities. You know, places like Cairo, New York, London. Well, one summer, they took me to Adventureland for the first time to visit my grandparents on my father's side. 
I instantly fell in love with the place. I was able to climb, swim, and dig anywhere I wanted, which for some strange reasons, reason museums and universities frowned upon. But my parents have always supported my free spirit, so they gave their blessing for me to spend the rest of the summer with my grandparents and the riverboat skippers. To make a long story short, it was a summer that never ended, and I'm still here today. I've called Adventureland home ever since. So I love that they're doing this backstory. This is so fun. Um, I'm loving her costume. It's like a Indiana Jones meets, uh, it's like, uh, com- she has like some gaucho pants, some boots, the hat, the belt, scarves, like, I am loving it. I, and I love that they've made it a woman. I think that's so cool that it's Alberta Falls. And I just think this is going to be a great addition um, for the Jungle Cruise. I think it's going to be a great change. I'm excited. I think instead of just like changing it completely because of some of the problems inside the ride's story, I think they're doing a great service to the story instead and really enhancing it. So I'm I'm super excited. I don't know about you all. I'm super excited about it. Okay, and the final story is I saw on Instagram this week on Loungefly's Instagram that they are coming out with three new designs, and oh my goodness, I'm so excited. They are, um, let's see, they are, one is the Ratatouille one. It is so cute. It's a little mini chef, and he is uh, it has, like, the main pocket is a piece of cheese, it looks like, and then he has his little chef hat on top, and it's so cute. Then the next one is a Mandalorian one, and then they finally are coming out with a Zootopia one that has Nick and Judy, and Nick's little sidekick, uh, thing that carries the popsicle and dresses up as the elephant. Can't remember his name. (laughs) Um, but it's super cute, and I can't wait for it to come out. I will definitely be treating myself to that lounge fly because I love Zootopia. It came out while I was on my Disney College program. I fell in love with the characters, the story. Mm, I just can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, so if you are a lounge fly lover as well, you know, let us know on our Instagram and we can share in our love of our obsession, our love, whatever you want to call it, with lounge fly bags. Okay. So that's the Disney news for this for today. I'm sure there's going to be lots more coming this week. Um, Disney just seems to be doling out a lot of news lately between Disney Plus, the parks, all of that. So they're making up for what was a very hard year for them, I'm sure. Okay, so let's get into today's podcast. It's National Reading Month. As an avid reader and English teacher, this is my favorite thing to celebrate, reading, books. I just love it. Books are like an annual pass into new worlds. I started a reading challenge on my book blog, Adeline's Amazing Adventures, and this month's challenge is to reread a favorite book. In this case, I'm rereading the the first book in The Kingdom Keepers, which is all about Walt Disney World. It's a world of what happens. It's, it happens in a world, um, when it's not really futuristic, but it's like they have a hologram, they have the use of holograms, um, but it's not, it's not futuristic at the same time, like, it's, yeah. Anyways, it's what happens when the parks are closed down for the night and the characters are free to roam, so like, Mickey, Minnie, Chippendale, Donald, and the villains, oh my goodness, Ridley Pearson did an amazing job at making the magic of Disney and the Disney parks come alive in his books. 
I read them when I was, I read them a lot when I'm really missing Disney. Uh, I remember I read them when I came back from my Disney college program and it just kind of helped. And he had just come out with some new ones that were focused on Disneyland. So that was really interesting. And then he has like a little mini series after the series. I just love them. If you haven't read them, I highly recommend it. Read them as a family, read them on your own. If you love Disney, you will love these books. They are so good. I've also read, I just finished it last week, um, a book called Straight Until Morning by Liz Braswell. And this is part of the Twisted Tale series. If you haven't seen these, they've come out in the past few years. The first one I read was also by Liz Braswell, and it was it's called A Whole New World. Obviously, that one is focused on Aladdin and Jasmine. It was really good. It was different because I wasn't really used to twisted tales of disney but it was really interesting and she's a very creative writer um like i she just takes you to takes the disney like stories on a whole nother level and i really hope like one day i could get her on here and talk to her about her books and her writing because i would love to like hear her creative process with this so uh, Let's hope that I can get her on here. That'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, Straight Until Morning is the one I just finished. Uh, these stories, these twisted tales, um, our Disney stories are twisted from what we know to something kind of a little darker and sinister, but still um, with good, great endings. The Aladdin version, like I said, I read a few years ago. And this, this version, Straight Until Morning, is obviously about... Peter Pan. And I love Peter Pan. I grew up on Neverland and Tinkerbell and all that. It's a really intriguing look on Wendy, though. It's not really all about, like, Pan is mentioned. He's mentioned, obviously. I don't want to give too much away, so I'm just going to say it's a f really focused on Wendy. The, the, like, kind of subtitle or uh, little phrase that they have on the front of the book it says, what if Wendy first traveled to Neverland with Captain Hook? So that's the premise of the book. What if Wendy first traveled to Neverland with Captain Hook? And I thought, oh, this sounds really good. Like, I want to see what, you know. And it just, she took it in a way that I didn't think she was going to take it. Because I pictured something else and it, she completely blew, like, Liz Braswell completely blew my mind with where she took it. But I loved it. Um, what I loved the first part, when you first start out, is really, I don't think I've ever really related with the character so much, because Wendy's experiencing what we all experience at one point in our lives, or multiple points. Um, in this version, Peter doesn't come for Wendy. I'm not, you know, giving away anything there. That's what it says on the front of the book. Um, and she waits, waits for him to come. And, you know, we've all waited for Peter Pan. We've waited for our letter to Hogwarts, for Obi-Wan to bring us a lightsaber. And now most of us are just hoping Gandalf shows up by our 100th birthday party. Um, but I'm not going to give anything, you know, away from the story of Wendy and Peter. But it shows Wendy being the girl who didn't want to grow up. Um, and she's, like, writing stories. And, and she's surrounded by people in society who doesn't understand her. Who's pushing her to give up childish fantasies. To give up on Neverland. And, like, I just thought, wow, like, I so, I so, hmm. I resonated with that a lot. Like, I just feel, and people who love Disney probably kind of feel the same way too, who are really into Disney and going to Disney parks and doing Disney stuff. Like a lot of people just don't understand us. And so I just really resonated 
it really resonated with me. And so I wanted, (laughs) I'm here to tell you what Wendy needed to hear and what I'm sure someone listening needs to hear right now. Don't give up on Neverland. Your Neverland is alive as long as you believe in it. It may become filled with different things as you mature and as Wendy finds out later, like in the book, but it's so important to keep Neverland alive in your hearts. Don't let society tell you you're too old to wear Mickey ears or go to Disney at every vacation opportunity. If that's what you enjoy, then do it. We need more active imaginations, more dreamers and believers. So right now, I don't know if you've ever like seen the musical of Peter Pan or like read the book, but when Tinkerbell, this happens in like the original Peter Pan story, when her light starts going out, Peter's like, clap, clap if you believe in fairies. So right now I want you to clap, clap if you believe in fairies, clap if you believe in Neverland. Now, didn't that feel good? You know, sometimes we just need to believe in Neverland again and spark, have our imagination sparked. And that's what this book did for me. And, you know, it wasn't just entertaining um, the storyline. It was also very educational, especially at the end. Um, Wendy goes through a lot in this book <laughs> um, that I, and I don't want to give it away because I really want you all to read this. But there's a quote that I want to read about that Wendy says, like right in the end. She said, my world has a lot of problems. And not only is it unfair to foist them upon this unfinished, innocent world, it's unfair to ignore them by staying here and pretending they don't exist. So, like, Wendy, we, I think what's so great about this book and what I took from it is that we can still believe in Neverland while making it, while still living in reality and making a difference, using our creativity to make a difference in this world. And I think people with big imaginations and creativity, the ones who believe in Neverlands and things like that, like we are the ones who can make a really big change. So that's all I'm going to say about the book because I really, if I keep talking, I will give it away. But I highly, highly recommend Straight On Till Morning, a Twisted Tale by Liz Braswell, and the Kingdom Keeper series by Radley Pearson. So those are my book recommendations. You can find them on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or anywhere you buy books. Just make sure to check your local bookstores first. I highly, I always, you know, I recommend that. I wish we, we don't really have um, local bookstores around here. So I just go to my mall, the Books A Million at my mall, or order them off Amazon. But if you have a really good, like, local bookstore, make sure you check their shelves first. So, I really hope you enjoyed our show today. I hope that it brightened your day, and it makes you see the magic all around you, even if you're more than a few miles from the happiest place on Earth. Listen to our episodes every Monday. And if you like the sound of this, please subscribe to this podcast. Also follow us on Instagram, at Main Street and Mickey. And let us know you're listening. But above all else, have a magical day.